you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Bienvenidos. Welcome to another edition of the El Huddle podcast. Great to have you with us as always. Great to have my hermana, my prima hermana, MJ Acosta Ruiz. I am Will Selva. And MJ, what is up? What's been going oh, on? Oh, man. Well, I'm good. This, You know, this is the craziest time of year for us. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, it's like the final stretch before the Super Bowl. And then I don't know about you, but the Super Bowl re-energizes me, right? Because we've been in this for 20 weeks <laughs> right. at this point. Right. And, and it's a lot. It's a lot of football. The schedule is crazy. But, man, are we lucky to do what we do. But, you know, I'm still recovering from Wild Card Weekend, right? Because I thought mm. the Dolphins for two seconds there, I really thought that there was a chance. Not only that, but I'm watching the game as I'm getting friendship tattoos with my besties who were in town from Miami. <laughs> don't recommend, don't recommend getting something permanently placed on your body while your team. Is this the first one? Is, no, no, no. Is, is I this... have other. No. I have other ink, but and thankfully ah, okay. these. I mean, you. I don't even know if you can see it. It's so tiny, and it's meant to be little. It was just like something for me and the girls. Like, hey, we look down. We remember, you know, because we all live across sure. the country. But still, it is a needle. It is ink going in you, and I'm yes. like, one arm is out. The girls working on the this minuscule tattoo. The other hand is holding my phone as I'm watching the dolphins at that point leading into what could have been an upset. So it was just, let's not do that. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, but I think what I was thinking was, no, like this is, we've had a good run this season. Um, It's going to be fine. I can watch this and like not be affected. Wrong. Oh my goodness. The tattoo is adorable. It's super cute. (laughs) No one was hurt or injured in the process, except for maybe my feelings. Cause once again, Dolphins fans know what I'm talking about. How was your good? (laughs) <laughs> Listen, uh, my, my weekend was good. You know what I just saw was The Last of Us. I saw episode oh, one. I heard it's great. I, yeah, uh, I don't know if you ever played the video game at all, but I watched I it. And I don't know if I'm much of a post-apocalyptic guy, but it was definitely interesting in the way that it was shot. I love, absolutely love Pedro Pascal yes. so much. Everything that he's ever been in, Game of Thrones, Narcos, Narcos he so was good. excellent and so good. Yeah. And in this one, he's great. The Mandalorian can't go wrong as mm. well. So it's compelling. I still am not quite 100% sure, but I think I'm going to keep watching. But I know Thank a lot of people watched it. The wreck. Thank you for the wreck because my plans this weekend outside of the divisional round games is to not leave my home. I need to recover. I need to recharge. It's football. And now The Last of Us. Thank you, Will, for that. That's perfect. Yeah. It's good. Yes. You always come through so, with the recommendations. You've yet to let me down in that front. So I trust you. No, no pressure whatsoever. <laughs> uh, let's get to titulares. Breaking news. Noticieros. Just in. Este breve. All right, so Cowboys eliminate the Bucks and Tom Brady. 
and we do this every mm -hmm. year, but mm -hmm. is he mm -hmm. finally done? Let's hear what he had to say after that loss to the Cowboys. Uh, I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort, and I know it's hard for you guys too. It's hard for us players to make it through, and you guys got a tough job, and I appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support, and um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be, and thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars, and um, just very grateful for the respect, and I and, uh, hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Certainly sounds oh, wow. like a farewell to arms there in Tampa. And then comes the news that the Bucks have fired their offensive yeah. coordinator, Byron Leftwich, which to me signals the Bucks saying, hey, Tom, yeah, remember we were talking about with the offense? Yeah. We got that taken care of. We fired Byron Leftwich. We're releasing this information privately, publicly, however you want, but we are going to try to make changes. Right. Do you think, after what you just heard and what the Bucks did, that there's any chance he stays in Tampa? I don't think so. I feel like that was, to be clear, I don't think that he's retiring. I, I, just, I don't think he so He doesn't either. strike me at this point. The psych takes these backs these last year. Does not strike me as somebody who is, is done with the game, who is ready to walk away. That sounded like a, hey, thank you guys. I came here. I got you a Super Bowl. We made it to the playoffs this season. I think, um, I think I've done everything I need to do here. It's been fun. It's been real. Time to move on. Um, if he were to call it a career at some point, at this point, I question if he's ever going to retire. It's not going to be going down that way. And that type of loss um, I just, the man has too much pride and he still has admitted has plenty left in the tank. So I don't think this is the last we've seen him play, but I do think it's the last we've seen him play in Tampa Bay. Well, I, I agree with the fact that he still is very effective. He's not like how Peyton Manning was, nor Drew Brees at the end of their careers. I think he's still very skilled. I before the news of Leftwich, I was convinced he was leaving, but it gives me pause because he does have his family in Miami. Mm -hmm. And can we really picture him being in Las Vegas or in San Francisco away from his family, given everything that we know and have read? It gives me a little pause now with this Byron Leftwich news that offense really struggled running the ball. We saw that the wide receivers couldn't get a lot of separation. They didn't seem to be always on the same page. And some people are looking at this and saying, well, why is Byron Leftwich the scapegoat? I don't believe that he's the scapegoat. I just think that they need to run more things like play action, and they didn't. And I think for Tom Brady, there was a certain sense of frustration. And I do think this is an open and honest move by the Bucks to try to keep him there. On their so, side, but it has to be yeah, a mutual situation. Mutual right? thing. I don't know. I think what yeah. we'll learn soon um, in the next couple of weeks, I hope that th this doesn't drag out, you know, until training camp or the start of the season. I mean, it, it gives for us in the media, hey, it gives us plenty to talk about come February 17th. <laughs> I'll say that much. That's for yeah, sure. so We'll be talking about his future and Aaron Rodgers' future. Gives us material, to say the least. Mm -hmm. uh, both of those guys 
they certainly have been linked to the 49ers who now are going to be playing in this storied rivalry against the Cowboys that's going to be renewed on Sunday. And for the Cowboys, they coincidentally signed kicker Tristan Viscaino to their practice squad after Brett Maher's brutal night. And Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy saying it doesn't take anything away from our trust in Brett is part of the responsibility. And it would be a shame for the Cowboys to lose a game because of the place kicker. And this could potentially be a close game between these two teams. Either way, it's going to be fun to watch. Too many games come down to a field goal. Too many Mm -hmm. games. At this point, you cannot take the risk. I don't think that Maher would, would feel offended. He knows. He knows the performance he gave in that last round like that's it's unacceptable you can't you have a one job sorry i could not be a kicker because that type of pressure it couldn't be me boo it couldn't be me but <laughs> they have to have things in place they have to have things in place this is the right thing to do and i think something like this can also whatever yips he had shake them off dude because there's somebody else ready to, to go out there and, and make the it was painful to watch make though the, mj the to, to yeah. see him go through that and in real time Having the yips, and we've seen certain athletes, especially in baseball, go through that. You hope he just figures it out for himself from mm-hmm. a professional standpoint. But this is the playoffs, and they are trying to win a Super Bowl. And as we talked about in the last episode of yeah. this podcast, the Cowboys are one of those teams that are the glamour team or mm-hmm. one of the glamour teams of the NFL, but they still can't get over the hump. They still can't reach that goal of the Super Bowl. And it just seems like they are year in and year out, all show and no go. So right. you don't want to risk it uh, with a place kicker who's having issues. Now, what's going to be fun for me to see unfold, I don't know about you, but to see Kyle Shanahan and Quinn yeah really uh, try to out-scheme each other. Both of those guys were in Atlanta, with Quinn being the head coach, Mm -hmm. Shanahan being the offensive coordinator. And much has been made this week about the 21 personnel that the 49ers run and how hard it is to stop it. Yet the Cowboys have a weapon in Micah Parsons as well that Quinn can play with. So this is going to be fascinating to see the chess match that is being played between Quinn and the Shan Man. But you can fall into a trap there, right? Trying to do too much, trying to outdo the other guy. You know, I just, I mean, these are very, very smart men. Very, very good at their jobs, obviously. But um, it's going to be interesting to make sure that ego doesn't play a part in this, that you don't do the most and end up with the least at the end of the game. I'm very excited for this one, especially because what the Cowboys put on tape last week, mm, if that's the mm-hmm. team that shows up, now you can't compare the opponent because that's what was supposed to right. happen. The Cowboys were supposed to beat the Bucks. They were the stronger team, not just on paper, but in practice. So that was supposed to happen. But in this matchup, I still feel like the 49ers are the stronger team by a bit, but they're not going to go down like that. So this is this is if you can. I'm circling this one a couple times on on my sheet of. Obviously, we're watching all the games, but that one in right. particular has really, really piqued my interest. I feel like this week, from what I've been watching, listening, and reading, 
it feels like we're prisoners of the moment because we've mm -hmm. talked about all the teams who played and won and were successful during Super Wild Card Weekend. Yeah. And because the Chiefs and also the Eagles had the week off. The rest. Yeah, the bye. It's almost like they're forgotten, right? And a little bit. A little bit, right? And I think the Eagles also are a very complete team, but what really makes them go is Jalen Hurts, and he is officially off the Eagles injury report, and he's really not worried about the Giants targeting his shoulder. Here's what he had to say. You know, I, I, got, a hit, I got a bounty on me every week. I go out there on the field, so um, go out there and just play my game. You know, whatever happens, happens. Not a bounty. Not a bounty? <laughs> Not a bounty. I mean, who brought that up? Who was even oh, thinking man. of that? What What did you think when you heard that? He's well aware that everybody's trying to get after him because he is such a mobile quarterback and not just one who can make it happen and force his way in. He does it with this level of finesse when he gets mm -hmm. going, when he hits the ground running, literally, um, that it is sort of beautiful to watch in the middle of a game there. But what impresses me more about him is how he doesn't flinch. He's like, are, are you kidding me? Am I concerned that they're going to come after me? Do I not play every single week? I mean, you know what I mean? Like this, he's like, this mm -hmm. is not new to me. This is what I've done. Um, and I think he's shown week after week just how resilient he is. But we did have some concerns about the sustainability of being that physical and being that mobile at the quarterback position. Now, he went back in there week 18, secured the number one seed for them. It wasn't, you know, the most beautiful win that we've ever seen from the Eagles. A win is a win is a win. And they yeah. got that much needed bye week and the home field advantage there. So I, I think he's going to be fine. Um, he He's acutely aware of what's at stake here and how important this game is. Um, and certainly they've thrown every resource possible to make sure that he's feeling as great as he can. Um, so I think the other guys too, having A.J. Brown there has been magnificent. Um, so, so we'll see how they, the balanced attack of the offense will, will play out um, against the Giants. But I'm not worried for Jalen. He can handle himself. You're not worried about Sexy Dexy being in his <laughs> grill? I mean, Texter Lawrence I am. Jalen is not. <laughs> Jalen is not concerned about Sexy Dexy. I will say that. I, I mean, Lawrence was, was unblockable. And mm -hmm. it feels like that pass rush of theirs has really undergone over the last couple of weeks this awakening and it has been led by guys like Lawrence and also Kayvon Thibodeau as well he's yeah. really come on as a rookie to play the way that he has it's been very impressive and we know because we have colleagues namely Sean O'Hara who played <laughs> on that 2007 Giants team that won in the Super Bowl that in New York, they're getting this vibe that this team is a lot like that 07 team yeah. where Daniel Jones is in his fourth year, Eli Manning was in his fourth year, yeah. and then they have to win on the road. So they beat the Vikings in that 07 year, they beat the Bucks. Then they went on to beat the Cowboys who had their number that year in 07. And then they have to go to Lambeau where they were freezing cold, frigid temps there in uh in the tundra so uh you know i like it it feels like though that team in 07 had more weapons like plexico burris and they just seemed like a team that was better than this one it's not a knock on daniel jones or saquon barkley 
but the fact that they are a year ahead of schedule is saying something for sure. And sure. remember, Tom Coughlin had a lot of experience, right, as a head coach where Brian Dable's like, yeah, let's do this. We're all in. And you see how jammed and how pumped up he gets at the end of these games, MJ. I think Dayball, if he's not coaching the year at honors, I don't, I'm, I don't know what we're doing here. Because what he has done, the turnaround that we've seen in this team, the turnaround we've seen in Daniel Jones, I, I don't know if you know this, but I was very critical of Daniel Jones last season in particular. Sure. To the point where I had to you like put alone. myself, I had to put myself on timeout. I was like, that's it. I'm not. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave DJ alone. I'm leave him alone. You don't deserve this. <laughs> let me just, let me just chill for a minute because it was. <laughs> by the way, I'm married to a huge Giants fan. So trust no. me, I hear this. Maybe I'm influenced because I hear this stuff from him, like the mega <laughs> fan, bit. every day of my life. Um, but I have to give him credit where credit is due. He has stepped it up. Now, what he, what Daniel Jones have done on the ground this season too has really impressed me. It's not as finessed yeah. as what we see from Jalen Hurts, of course. Right. But hey, he's getting first downs. He's getting the rush yards. We'll take it, right? If you're a Giants fan, we'll take it. Um, but I do like to see how they're together. But what you said is exactly why I just have a hard time seeing a scenario where the Eagles drop this. The Giants are one year ahead of schedule in terms of how far they got this season. I don't think they're right. a team right now, as they stand, that can take down this number one seed and can take down the second total defense in the league and can outplay Jalen Hurts. That's just the reality of where I think they their growth has been this season. I think they're almost there. And if you're a Giants fan, you should be very, very excited for what's to come for sure. Well, I know if you're a Bengals fan, you are very excited about what's to come for the Bengals. The Bengals got, of course, that big win Sunday night over the Ravens. And here, MJ was one of the biggest plays of the game. Yeah, Rolando Cantu and Miguel Gerwitz on the call, courtesy of NFL Telemundo. The Bengals looked iffy, as did the Bills, as we know, against your uh, Dolphins. And so now the Bills hosting the Bengals. And we know what happened the last time these two teams met, MJ. There's going to be so much emotion, yep. not just from the fans in the stadium, in the in the Buffalo community, but also with the players who had to endure everything that they did that night when DeMar Hamlin went down. How concerned are you about the Bills losing steam after running on so much emotion don't get me wrong they're very talented but right. they're running on a lot of adrenaline sure. from that night yeah i think both of these teams are for sure when this game kicks off it'll have been 20 days which it seems like so much longer right but it would have been 20 yeah. days from that original week 17 game which was ultimately That's canceled crazy. when demar um suffered that cardiac arrest but um i think now that the team has been in such constant communication with DeMar. 
Coach McDermott said he's actually been at the facility, very limited. I mean, he might be at that game. I mean, can you imagine? But even if you put all of that emotional stuff aside, how long have we been talking about this Bills team going to the Super Bowl? I know I have for a couple yeah. of seasons now. I thought they were going to the Super Bowl last year, quite frankly. Sure. Um, there have been some issues there. Surprisingly, Josh Allen, red zone, like ball security situation with some turnovers there. That's a little bit of a concern as well. But yeah. I think that the Bills know that this is this is supposed to be their year. Even with all of the adversity, with all of the trauma that they went through with their teammate, with their brother, all of that, I think, just solidifies why they're such a strong team, not just with their level of talent on the field, but mentally. I mean, there's so much to this game. We were talking at the beginning of the pod about the schedule and January. If that's how we mm -hmm. feel and we talk about it for a living, yes. these guys are going out there literally yes. living, breathing, physically hitting every single week. Um, so I, I I don't think that the steam will run out for them. I think it's it's the limit does not exist on how much adrenaline they can have here, but also they're built to be a Super Bowl team. Um, I still believe that. I picked them last season. I picked them in August to go to the Super Bowl. And I still think that they will be in Arizona come February. Well, I, um, I don't know if you saw what Von Miller had done or heard what he had done, that he had brought the Lombardi Trophy to the facility and had it there for smart. those guys to see. And I mm -hmm. think it was very smart. And I also think it resets them a mm -hmm. bit because they have gone through so much the weather issues as well there was the shooting in buffalo oh as God. well yeah. uh there this community has been through a lot and i yeah. feel like von miller being that veteran there and they certainly miss his his presence on the field yeah. but for him to bring the lombardi trophy i think that's that's key i do think the bills in particular josh allen want another crack at the chiefs mm -hmm. and not hear about the coin flip and everything that happened uh last postseason so i think there's that and i think here comes the Bengals, where joe burrow said we're oh always God. the underdog we're yeah. always the underdog and you know he is going to have his guys ready to go because they feed off of his energy yeah. off of his demeanor and he's so unflappable i think their concern there is that o-line is a little banged up but once again I, with the o-line yeah, once again with the O-line, but I think this is a Bengals team that is built to handle this oh, yeah. atmosphere and mm -hmm. take it to the Bills. No question. And what I love about them is, so before Sunday's game, Joe Burrow sat down with Maria Taylor from NBC, and she asked him, like, why do you play with a chip on your shoulder? Joe said, I don't, I don't play with a chip. I play the game intensely. Who isn't? playing it intensely. And I think the way that he answered that question revealed a lot to us about his mentality as a quarterback, as a leader of that team, and as somebody who says, I'm not playing to prove anything to, to anybody. I'm playing because I know I'm damn good at this and our team is damn good at this and we're going to go out there and show you every week. And so if it comes off as a chip, so be it. That's fine. But we're here to win some games. This is about as closely a contested matchup as we've seen all season long. They've been waiting to play it. Thank God that the honestly the best case scenario happened with Demar and that he's okay and he's back with his team and all of that. Yeah. And now this will be just 
sort of a matchup for the ages in a sense. I can't wait to see what these two teams do. I think it's going to be real close down to the end. Hate kickers. Keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Tom Brady, we have a very special guest on the show today who apparently is a very big fan of TV 12. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. So excited to have you, the iconic, legendary, EGOT winning, ceiling shattering artist and actress Rita Moreno with us on El Huddle, a career spanning over seven decades and still killing it on the big screen. 80 for Brady, Will Selva and myself watched it um, without yes. giving anything away, Rita. We've all been asking about Tom Brady's retirement for a while. You worked with the man. Do you think he's going to call it quits? <laughs> well, isn't it a little late since he's back? <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah, the question is just a bit late because we had no idea. Right. In fact, when he unretired, which was still while we were filming, we had to rewrite the ending. Oh, my gosh. Because the ending was different. Right. Uh, in as much as uh, he had retired. But mm -hmm. then, ha he hadn't. So that last scene that you saw was written at the literally at the last minute, and oh he is gosh. gorgeous, by the way. If anyone needs, to be, <laughs> if anyone needs to be reassured, especially from an old lady, can confirm. So, so can is, confirm. Is Danny Amendola. Ooh, God, he's cute. <laughs> Some things never really die or go away. Never. <laughs> Wait a second, though, Rita, you were with a young Marlon Brando who was considered this amazingly good-looking human being. And I know that one of your co-stars, Jane Fonda, had said that Tom Brady made my knees weak. You were with Brando. How does Brando compare to Brady? Gee, you know what? There isn't any comparison. I think Marlon was so different from a hero of these times right now. Marlon was the brooding, um, he, he looked like a Roman coin. I mean, that profile was extraordinary. Right. He was an extremely sexy fellow. I don't think of Tom as sexy. I think of him as cute and, and charming that's and fair. handsome, all that good stuff. Oh. But I don't think of him as sexy, but you know, that's me. Look at Jane, her knees are uh, weak. <laughs> uh There's no accounting for taste. <laughs> There you go. Subjective for <laughs> sure, Rita. But one of the things I loved about this story is that, yes, the common thread between the four friends there is Tom Brady and the Patriots in the film. But it was such a vehicle to tell this story of female empowerment, of loss, of reinvention and self-discovery at any stage of life. How was it bringing together such a beautiful story through the lens of sports, which is what we try to do on a daily basis? Well, I, I am so glad you asked that and in that way, because you take 
what is underneath all of that hilarity and fun and charm. You look underneath that and you're absolutely dead on right. It's, it's about, essentially it's about friendship yeah. and it's about female friendship and how, how women really support each other. That, that's like first on the list with women, yeah. it seems to be. And, and there are sad parts to it. It's essentially really a comedy. It is but, hilarious. Uh, there, there are certain elements in it that I certainly wouldn't want to give away that are very sad and, and easy to uh, identify with. And uh, it's just, it's an amazing movie in that sense. It covers yeah. almost everything. Yeah. And that's astonishing. Well, what's astonishing is all of you working together and having <laughs> such chemistry. And you've all had these well-accomplished, well-known careers. How was it in terms of a bonding experience for you? Because there was this recent interview that I'm sure you'd been asked about and you had said, well, I don't have a lot of friends. This feels like you were having so much fun that it felt like you were really truly friends on and off screen. And it was so fun to see it on the screen. We are very mischievous with each other. <laughs> we love to, like all really good friends, we love to insult each other. I mean, sometimes the insults are hilarious. And sometimes I want to slap somebody's face. <laughs> we, we have, That's real. We have enormous respect for each other. I have to tell you that on my very first day of the shoot, I was actually nervous. I did not expect to be, but I was. You know, I turned to one side and there's Sally Fields. I turned to the other side, there's Jane. Then there's Lily. Uh, I actually got nervous. It surprised wow. me. It surprised me, but I actually got nervous and I had trouble with my lines that very first day. And that scared the hell out of me because I thought, wait a minute, is this what's gonna happen to me now that I'm nine? I was then 90, I'm 91 now. And uh, it, it really scared me to death. It turned out to be just fine. But that first day was very it's surprising for me. Everyone else was very mm. relaxed and uh, fine. I was the one who was really having a difficult time. It's a memorable first day of a shoot for me. What do you think made you nervous about just like that ensemble and that and that presence there with all of you together? I think what made me nervous was the ensemble and yeah. I wasn't aware that it was going to affect me that way. I really sure. I had no, no rhyme or reason it seemed yeah. to me but it must have been the company I was in. I was keeping a really fast company. The <laughs> fact that maybe they might have thoughts like that of me never even occurred to me. I was the one who was thinking, I wasn't, it wasn't conscious. I wasn't yeah. thinking, I was thinking, why is this, why am I nervous like this? What's going on? And that's what it was apparently. Well, you, you talk about feeling nervous that first day there are a couple of dance numbers in this movie which were terrific. Did you feel like, okay, I felt a little nervous, but guess what? I'm the best dancer here. Have you heard a West Side Story here? Uh, <laughs> what, what was your approach well, you to know, those I, dance numbers? That's a good question because I'm going to surprise you. It's very hard to dance badly if you're a professional. <laughs> if you're no, so can't my, confirm. My, my dilemma was don't look like you know how to do this and you know she says that she's good at the twist 
mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, which she does a couple of times in that dance number. But it's a dance number, by the way, with everybody mm-hmm. in it. And the one that made me laugh the hardest was Sally. Sally's a very, very funny uh, actress, yeah. as an actress. And uh, what she did mostly was bounce around a lot. And the bouncing just truly, I nearly wet my my uh, knickers. <laughs> she, she really, she really made me laugh. And uh, uh, Lily and Jane were not thrilled about this dance number because the guy who choreographed it was doing a lot of fancy stuff that he shouldn't have really. One, two, three, four, five, and up, and then, and six, and seven, eight. You know, you, you, you throw those kind of numbers at people who aren't professional dancers, and it only serves to confuse them. So yeah. we kept simplifying and simplifying and simplifying. And finally, by the end, what you saw was what we sort of decided to do. And that's, I- that's, that's fun. I will say, Rita, I thought for a moment, I was like, oh, they're about to give her a solo. This is it. She's going to come out. We're going to have, there were a lot of and and counts in there because I had to remind myself, this isn't Rita here. This is Mora. This is her character, right? But as a, exactly. As a Latina dancer growing up, I mean, you were one of the people I idolized watching that. So I'm thinking (laughs) back and I had to check myself like, no, wait. It's the character. Calm down. Bring it oh, down. Oh, that's right. No, no, this is Moara. <laughs> yes. But to that end, you have earned several Lifetime Achievement Awards for your work on the screen, for your work as an activist. When you think of all you've done for women, for Latinos, for marginalized communities, how do you feel knowing that you're still making an impact for those groups and beyond? Uh, well, I, I, I honestly don't see it quite that way because that would be so self-serving. <laughs> On the other hand, I think this battle will never be completely won. I think, uh, here's, here's the truth, Latinos are still very underrepresented yep. in films and in telly. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know when that's going to happen, but hey, I'm 91, I'm not going to last forever. And it really, honestly, enrages me that it, we're still not there. The black community did it, and I have nothing but admiration for them. They really did it for themselves. When is it our turn? What are we not doing? Is it us? Is it uh, the rest of the people in show business who are in a position to employ us and don't? I don't know the answer to that, but I have to tell you, it is, uh, it is no end of frustrating for me. And, and it makes me very angry and it hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rita, you've had this amazing career and you've had such an impact on people and you've seen this industry from the very start and how it was to where it is now. Uh, I, I know you, you don't like where things are, but do you think there will ever be a point where we all will look at and say this this industry now finally gets it i hope so you know i I can't foretell the future uh i'm 91 now i don't know how long i'm gonna be around but uh i'm leaving it up to my cohorts and uh, you know people like rosie perez who's adamant and so is john leguizamo two extremely talented people who don't get enough i just don't get it I don't understand it. And I I, I'm say, sorry to leave you with, with, with such um, a negative attitude, but I'm still, well, let me put it this way. I don't want to be negative. I'm still going to fight for my life. 
and I'm still going to fight it. You know, Jane has never given up. So why should I? I will say this as two Latinos in the sports world, we stand also on your shoulders for that visibility, for what you've done for the Latino community Absolutely. just on the screen. For us, this is huge to have you here sitting on the El Huddle podcast, which is the first podcast for the NFL, specifically for the Latino fan base and the Latino community. So we will continue our fight here. And it means a lot to us to see you here sitting with us um, as part of a sports story on top of that. But on, it's also a story for folks who want to see themselves represented in that lens as well. So would just, you just ever wanna... have would you ever have sunk? No, I would never have sunk a, a football movie. Come on, really? <laughs> right. Me? Moi? Yo? <laughs> what can't you do? Rita? Well, <laughs> Well, Rita, if you get the invitation from Lily, from Sally, from Jane to go to another football game, would you do it? Are you kidding? Of course. <laughs> Are you speaking of another movie? A sequel? Let's go. As Tom would say, well, let's go. I would yeah, say, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> and you know, yes. you know that this is based on real people, mm -hmm. don't you? Yep. Real, the real yes, old gals who are, were big fans and still are. I mean, when one of them met Tom Brady, I think it was on a Zoom meet. Video, I think she yeah. About what her knickers. <laughs> you should have seen her face. She was just screaming and carrying on. Absolutely, I would love to do this again. This was, this was fun. I would say there are many grown men well, who would have that same reaction to meeting Tom Brady via Zoom or otherwise. Uh, Rita, thank you so much. It has been un orgullo <laughs> to speak with you today. Congratulations on the movie. It's phenomenal. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be with you. Thank you, Rita. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Aquí está el juego. Aquí está la historia. Y está dentro, está dentro, Patterson les dice, no hay, no en mi casa, no con mi gente, y no en mi cara, el milagro de Jacksonville está consumado, se acaba el partido, un offside, pero a quien le importa, que bárbaro, el Ebre Patterson haciendo bien su chamba, al final, Doug Peterson fue el there's a lot going on. I know we're focused on the teams in the divisional round, but there's there's sort of these loose ends that happen at this time of year as well. So it's a perfect time to do a little buy or sell the quarterback edition. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for buy or Selva. So we'll... Um, Sometimes the cards don't land the way some teams want them to, namely my team, yep. the Dolphins. It's been rough. And of course, top of mind is Tua Tungavailoa and his health. Everybody wants to make sure that he is okay, did not clear the concussion protocol to come back and play that wild card round. So there's all these 
questions lingering now on what's going to happen next season. Still several months away, though. At this point, buy or Selva, Tua will be the Dolphins starting QB next year. Uh, in light of Tom Brady's uncertain future, mm. and we mentioned that his family is in Miami, could that be a potential landing spot? Maybe, mm. but I am going to buy on the fact that Tua will be the starting quarterback for the Dolphins. We saw how that offense ran when he was under center. It was all predicated on timing, ball placement. We saw how productive Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell were mm -hmm. and how many points they were able to score and they would score at will. I just feel like it makes too much sense yeah. for them not to have Tua as their quarterback. And while there is the injury slash concussion concern, it sounds like based on what the general manager had said that the concussions are not a concern for him in the future and that at this point in time for me in my view i'm buying Tua, quarterback of the future for the dolphins next I season hear you. both greer the gm and mcdaniels both said that they're on him as well and at the end of the day in terms of his health while we all want to intimate on what should happen only tua can answer that question for himself Correct. And for his yep. future. All right. Next quarterback, Daniel Jones, the Giants QB. Mm. But is okay. he the Giants QB of the future? Buy or Selva? He's going to be a free agent this season, this offseason. He is. And I, I'm going to buy this. Oh. I think that he's shown enough this season. Never would have thought I would have said that. I'm Given shocked. the fact that they had declined his fifth-year option. The way that he's played this season, the way that Dayball has really showcased his running ability, mm. and not only did it make the offense better, it really also showcased what Saquon Barkley does best, and that's getting outside yeah. and wreaking havoc on opposing defenses. I think that if Daniel Jones gets a contract, it's going to be more of the short-term variety. Right. I don't think it's going to be a long-term big bucks one. But we've seen what he can do. We've seen what Brian Dable has done. And as we mentioned earlier in the pod, this Giants team is poised to take the next step. Yeah. And I think that Daniel Jones is actually the guy who can take them there. Can't believe I'm saying that, wow. but I just wow. did. Well, we'll see if what he's put on tape this season is enough. Ask your hubby, that. too, by the way. Do what he no, says. You don't want, no, he says no. He says absolutely. No, he says no. Yeah, yeah he's <laughs> out on it. He also has trust issues. He's, he's like, I believe what you've shown me the last four years. Bye. Um, okay, so earlier this week, Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll had this to say about his quarterback. It's a great story in what he did and, and what he accomplished. He had an, an excellent game for us in that game, and, and even though the, the turnovers happened, they happened. Uh, he played really well. Just to show you again that he's 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 on it, and, he, and we got our guy, and we, you know we need to uh, you know hopefully work things out so he's with us and all that. There's business to be done there, of course. That along with returning him with his leadership factor that he had, you know. Um, he's a big deal to us, and so I um, just couldn't be more tickled by the way the whole thing turned out and and, uh, and how he handled it, and, and really, as we look to the future, he's a big part of why we're looking to the future so promisingly. I'm sure Gino is tickled to hear I mean, that as well, uh, Pete. Yeah. 
One thing did stand out to me. He said, there is business to be done. Okay. Geno Smith, the Seahawks franchise quarterback, buy or Selva? You know, I, this is a, a buy as well for me. Ah, we are generous today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, he, he, he proved that he can run that offense and he proved that he can run that offense while Russell Wilson was struggling. And it showed that their decision to move on from Russell Wilson was the right one, that Pete Carroll maybe knew something more than we knew. And Geno Smith, with the completion percentage that was leading the league, like over 70%. Yeah. And this this offense was was humming. With, hmm. with him at the controls, I think he is going to stay there. I think it's the same thing, that it's going to be a shorter-term uh, contract. I don't think it's going to be uh, big bucks. Uh, they are going to have that high draft choice. So they're going to be set, I think, and they will probably look to improve that defense even more. And I'll say this, the Seahawks and John Schneider and their scouting department did an incredible job a hell of a job in drafting some of the guys that they did that we saw along the offensive line and of course with guys like Tariq Woolen as well Kobe Bryant this team is built to really take another step next season I think Gino's going to be the guy who's going to be lockstep with them I think business-wise, org chart-wise, for all our corporate friends listening, um, I think it's fiscally responsible, too. He's What you said, what he's put in the field, he's had the best season of his career. He's broken franchise um, records for passing. I think completion percentage, as you mentioned as well, there in Seattle. But also, he's not going to draw the price tag that you would with some of these other big-name right. starting quarterbacks. So it allows them there to also build even more around him to get to a point where they can be really, really scary. I think this year they caught a lot of people by surprise. Now they're trying to just come in there and punch people in the mouth. So I like that. I like that buy. We're making it rain today here on the podcast. <laughs> buying all, buying all. All right, Will. Yes, um, we are. Love that you are, um, at least your market is looking real good today. Let's wrap this thing up because there's, there's so much to get to here in the divisional round. If you had an ipunto going into this weekend, what would that be? Ipunto should be that there should not be any doubt mm. that the top dogs, the number one seeds, yep. will show up and will make their presences known. Yeah. The Eagles and the Chiefs, they both have very exciting quarterbacks and I think you can never count out Patrick Mahomes. I love the fact that Jacksonville had this improbable comeback, but I think at the end of the day, it still goes through Kansas City. And yeah. for the Eagles, I love the Giants story a lot, but the Eagles are a number one seed for a reason. I know that they haven't played their best football over the past month. Part of that was because Jalen Hurts was hurt and there were some right. other injuries. So my ipunto is don't count out those number one seeds. Just because they were hanging out, kicking it like the rest of us, doesn't mean that they were checked out. They are right. going to be locked in there of and course. will be fun to see. Will be fun to see. 
what uh, what ends up transpiring. How about you? What was your ipunto? Oh man, um, I mean, yeah. To your point of the number one seeds, like there's a reason why people fight so hard to get them. They're necessary mm -hmm. at this point in the in the year. We don't get bye weeks, yeah. uh, Will Silva, as you know. But the, this is the type of year, <laughs> the type of uh, year where I do get oh, I do. a little a little extra umph because we start talking about the Super Bowl and we can say it with pretty close certainty on who when we start making these predictions this person's going to go by to your point what's supposed to happen will happen i think the teams that are underdogs should probably be concerned they're underdogs for a reason not to say that it can't happen we saw with the Bengals last year but i think this year more than ever those teams that have been dominant are not trying to go out like this they're not mm -hmm. maybe i'm saying that because my team is completely out of it now so i have a little bit more freedom going into the divisional <laughs> round, right? I'm now not hampered like, by emotion. Yeah, you don't care. At all. It doesn't matter. Have that. I hope I hope all the teams have fun. That's me. <laughs> that's uh, my own will. Too funny. <laughs> I love it. And that's a that's a good place to end this. Also many thanks to the legend Rita Moreno mm -hmm. for joining us here on El Huddle. Another fun-filled episode as always Hermana, prima hermana, this has been fun. Yeah. Make sure wherever you are, download, subscribe. Hey, let us know how you feel about El Huddle. We love you, the listeners. Keep us always in mind. Adios. Have a good one. El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.